Welcome to, welcome back to, welcome for the first time to the Emo Social Club podcast. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. And we are doing great at intros. I keep thinking like, like, (laughs) I just wanted to like start a podcast episode with like, what's up my sads or. I don't like that. Who's, who's sad today? What up? (laughs) I, I just say fellow emos because I feel like that's just easier. Hello, my fellow emos. <laughs> like, it, what up, it's fellow like kids? You, so that's like what you say when you storm Area 51, when you storm it. You're like, here are my, oh my fellow God. emo kids. Hello, fellow aliens. Are you emo <laughs> kids? Oh, my God. That is that is one of my favorite memes of this week. Um, I, I, I missed that. I missed that entirely. And then my friend just kept sending oh me a God. bunch of different like area 51 memes and i'm like what is going yeah. on and then i was actually able to look at my timeline and i saw it became uh it was like a news article in uh uh phoenix i think i think phoenix times picked it up or some newspaper article that makes sense because that's kind of where you know that's all at it's like oh my god i can't believe people are really gonna do this and it's like it, people aren't really gonna do this that's not true people like, aren't going you, to storm imagine, area 51 like could you imagine like Tom DeLong leading that? Like he'd have <laughs> Tom DeLong is going to be at the front lines. Like y'all need to stop. <laughs> He's going to be like there are aliens in there. They have advanced weapons that they're going to vaporize you with. Have you <laughs> ever seen Mars attacks? He's going to be like, I'm so close, and y'all are going to fuck it up. <laughs> I have a History Channel show and everything. <laughs> you guys are ruining it. Don't waste your time on me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we're back. We have another episode once again. Thank God. Welcome to it. Hello. We're Uh, through. It's a rough summer. It's just there's a lot going on, surprisingly, uh, every week. Um, I'm playing a show. Well, we're recording this on Friday evening again. So my show is on Saturday. So you missed it, you jerks. Um, yeah, uh, so I'm not even going to advertise that on here because it's going to go out afterwards. Um, what else is coming up next? Uh, the 26th of July. So a couple weeks from now, uh, I'm DJing at, uh, Elbow Room and doing a burlesque, uh, show with the Harlequin girls. Uh, some friends of ours who have done, uh, they did the Panic at the Disco tribute night that one time. Um, we've done some, I've done some other stuff with them, so they're super awesome, super nice. And, uh, I'll be DJing and emceeing a burlesque show and it's going to be a good time. All, uh, all Panic at the Disco songs for this particular one. So if you are into Panic at the Disco and, uh, mostly, uh, seductive dances, <laughs> come on by. Mostly. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll be posting on Facebook and Instagram about it closer to the, actual date but uh you can find the information on facebook for now i guess harlequin girls on facebook i think that's all that i've got coming up i don't really have too many events it's just moving and life fucking life 
that's fair. What are that's What are it. you up to? Uh, I work all the time, so that's my life. Um, <laughs> if anyone's going to be at the super secret show that we haven't announced yet from XRT, if you get in somehow, <laughs> what's up? I'll be there. You'll find out in a week and a half what it is. It's hype. <laughs> You're in the Chicago yeah, the secret area, show coming up. You Hope can, you can remember it. I, I can't tell anyone. I'm legally bound not to tell anyone. But when it's announced, it's going to be hype. So you should enter and see if you win. I'll probably pull your name <laughs> if I do. If you if you enter enough times. <laughs> can't promise anything. Um, otherwise than that, I'll just be around the city and around town. So say hey, but don't be weird about it, as usual. <laughs> oh, I'm working on an article, weird. too, about um, artists and, like, touring and like what their side gigs are after touring and everything like that so if you are an artist and want to tell me how that is you can definitely shoot us over an email i'll give you the emo social club email because i don't want to get my personal one bury that <laughs> freely so just email emo social club one at gmail.com or you can yeah. dm me on twitter or instagram but don't be weird about it thank you don't fucking be weird about it guys god you're so weird um Listen, there's still, there's still it has to be a distinction between like the okay weird and then the oh no that we sure. don't talk to them sure just you know get your shit together before you introduce yourself to a person you don't know exactly i think it's a simple request i think don't don't go up to people after shows at nighttime and say i've seen you at a few shows don't do that do not fucking do that <laughs> this isn't my space guys it could be, but it's not. We did have a, not, a very MySpace image, though. If you guys are on our Instagram, which you should have been, you could have seen the glory <laughs> of it. You still go see the glory oh, of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys got to go check out our Instagram because we, uh, yeah, we made a really good photo. Lizzie edited yeah. it to make it look real blingy. <laughs> it doesn't, so it doesn't move because so it does the way it saves now, but listen, it's great. <laughs> So good. Um, music news. We're going to talk about that today because, well, emo music news, I guess. Pop punk and emo music news. Emo Social Club, welcome to it. <laughs> um, again, there's just, I mean, it's summer. A lot of, you know, music has already been released. Uh, and people are just going on their tours now. There's big summer tours. Uh, today was the Disrupt Festival, actually. Uh, which I heard they were moving everybody from the lawn into the, uh, the, the under the, uh, the, the thing because it did not sell out. Yeah, the pavilion. So if you well, were at Disrupt that, on Friday. I heard that there was also another venue in a different state who canceled their tour that date because it just wasn't selling. I think it was Ohio. Yeah. For Disrupt? Yeah. Damn. I mean... And like all the other bands were like, well, we're going to have small club shows. And everyone was commenting on Twitter. This is what we wanted. Not any yeah. of this. Yeah. It's weird. Cause I, I do think that like that tour is, it's supposed to be like a similar, like warp tour run, but it's like, you've got sad summer, you've got disrupt, you've got all of these like summer emo packages that are all going out on these tours. And you're like, well, I don't really want to go to all of them. <laughs> so then you got to pick and you're like, why would we go to see this? They're all in like really big arenas too. So you have to pay a lot of money and they're all through live nation. So you have to pay the, you know, those fees on top of it. And a lot of people don't want to do that. Yeah. 
I agree. I mean, I don't want to do it. Even if I was uh, available to go, I wouldn't want to go to it. I, I love Circus Survive. I don't think I need to see the used anytime soon again. I love the uh, used. I want to see just the used in some 41, but I couldn't justify the money. Yeah. yeah. And like driving so down. To so. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's also mm-hmm. having to get there if you live in the city. I don't know. I, I, I was not surprised that there were still so many, uh, seats available that you're still you know able to get in pretty much walk in uh yeah. like warp tour but it's like all in the the auditorium so or the pavilion i mean um yeah i don't know i i guess i hope that everyone is happy with their show time. <laughs> with their time um another summer tour which has some interesting news uh breaking as of today is uh, Little Wayne and the Blink One Eighty Two tour? Uh, so Little Wayne, <laughs> I, I am. This is it's funny to me, but uh, Little Wayne apparently went on stage for twenty minutes to perform his set, and then was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go." Um, and I guess that he just sort of felt like there wasn't enough people that were like rap fans in the audience, and so it just felt like really strange to be. Uh, playing with that that lineup and with those people in the audience. So he just wasn't feeling it. He said, not my swag. And then he walked off stage after 20 minutes. Uh, I, I said he was probably going to leave. Say, I, I, I really just don't think people use the terminology of swag anymore. Um, I mean, he does to a, to an, an audience. <laughs> a whole audience, a whole ass audience. But, you know, then he comes back, though, today here on Friday and says, oh, LOLJK, I'm actually staying on tour. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know, basically. And I feel like that was really like my lawyers and legal team got a hold of me and said, if I break this contract, I'm going to lose all my money. <laughs> when he gets to. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, there's just no way. Uh There's no way that he can just walk out of a tour like after. I mean, this must have been the first night. I mean, I, 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 I can't see anything here, but whether it's the first night in this article, I think it's, because, I think it's been going on for at least a couple, like a handful of days. At the gotcha. Yeah. So it must be like getting to a, a point where he's like, yeah, I don't want to keep doing this, but I mean, it's just weird. Like, I mean, we knew when the, when the tour was announced that it was a strange lineup to have little Wayne and blink 182 and then neck deep opening. Uh, it just is a yeah. strange lineup overall. Um, and to, to say that like, there's not enough of like just straight up little Wayne fans in the audience is like, I mean, probably not, but like, it's a weird lineup anyway. So, I mean, there's going to be a weird crowd. There's going to be people of, uh, who want both things. I don't know if there's a, an overlap with little Wayne fans and Blink-182 fans so much, but yeah. I just don't know. I mean, there I very mean, well might be, I just don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, and a lot of people were commenting and saying, like, kind of comparing it to when they had the Boys of Summer tour with Fall Out Boy and Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. I didn't go that tour because I knew that they were probably just going to play their main bangers and not too much mm-hmm. of, like, you know, older stuff. And I'll, because, and I also don't like Wiz Khalifa. So I was like, I don't want to waste my time and money. Um, but <laughs> a lot of people pointed out and said, like, hey, like, a lot of people who went to that show liked both artists. But I also think that that's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. But I also see that with Blink-182, when they were starting to come up, 
like little Wayne was kind of still like in that scene too. So I guess I could understand their reasoning and logic saying these were two like really big artists near the same time. So if you listen to one, you probably listen to the other because they're both mainstream and I can get that, but it's still like that crowd has grown up already and they just want what their niche is. Like they're not going to go out and have like this whole big, like nostalgia tour and be like, I won't listen to my nostalgia pop punk band that I listened to when I was sad and angsty. But I also want to listen to the stuff that I was like, yeah, I'm going to get down with my boys tonight <laughs> like that. I feel like it's just like a very strange mass mashup. And then you just throw neck deep in there just for shits and giggles. I feel. And uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's still a lot of people too. Like, you know, the nostalgia group who's going back to be like, yeah, I listened to this when I was in high school. They're gonna be like, who the fuck are these kids? I don't want to listen to <laughs> you know, new emo, new emo, like pop punk. And I mean, I get it. It's understandable. So I think if they had like a different lineup, if they, you know, try to do something similar, like linking up with an older band that maybe they toured with a while ago, could have been beneficial. But I really don't see this tour doing super well. <laughs> I mean, they're banking off the fact that they are doing Enema of the State, yeah. which I mean, being that it's it's literally for an album play, it's a nostalgia tour. Like, it's weird to have uh, a major hip hop artist who's not doing a new nostalgia thing with them yeah. considering how the nostalgia plays out. Um, I know that like, for example, Travis Barker is heavily involved in the hip hop scene and he plays drums or songs he produces. He works with a lot of hip hop artists. And so I can get where there's like some connection there that between uh, hip hop and Blink-182 it, it's there, but not during Enema of the State so much. Mm -hmm. So like if you're playing an album from a certain time period where you didn't really have that overlap, where the same as you do now, it seems like you're, you're missing the point of doing an enema of the state 20 year anniversary. I don't know. I feel, it feels like that to me is the disconnect where you wanted to do a nostalgia tour, but you also want to do like this sort of interesting tour package, like weird tour package, invite a bunch, bunch of people out. Maybe they thought like there's enough overlap that it'll bring out a bunch of people from different crowds that'll like yeah, sell more like tickets. Yeah. But it just didn't, it yeah, did I not work. And the thing is, too, it sounded like Little Wayne was really hoping that he had fans buy tickets primarily to see him. Yeah. But these are big arena shows that are, again, through Live Nation. Like, nobody's going to want to just buy a ticket to see Little Wayne do maybe four songs. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, now it's like, yeah, four songs. <laughs> I don't so, know. I mean, I mean Little Wayne obviously has had a lot of uh, issues um, in the past with. Uh, substance abuse and and substance having abuse. drugs and other <laughs> medical problems because of the substance abuse. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it, it could be a lot of things. His his explanation that he said on uh, on the stage was not clear. Was not very um, did not elucidate the point. It's just very hard to understand where. You're just saying, like, not sure how long I can do it. Make some noise with Blink-182. This might be my last night. Let's go. It's like, what are you trying to express, sir? But, and I feel like um, any, you know, person reading that could be like, sounds like he's, like, not going to be here for the rest of the time. Yeah. Like, any logical person, I feel, would, you know, assume that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll we'll find out as uh, as the next shows go because this was only last night. It looks like so. Um, we'll see it how could it's continue tonight and the weekend. Yeah, 
thankfully, Little Wayne is not it will not affect Riot Fest where they're just going to do their own thing anyway. Um, Watching to me, yeah. now just just because just for funsies. Yeah, like I agree, though, like I think that they um, there's there's a, a good chance they would have done better with just having like a full on nostalgia event. Like a, yeah. if everybody's trying to do these random like sort of warp tour summer shows anyway, like why not just have a full on like yeah. old just style warp tour? Like the, just stick to like the, the recipe that works. Yeah. Um, oh, was it? It was Fall Out Boy who also took Machine Gun Kelly on tour over last yeah. summer. So, I mean, Fall Out Boy has been doing this sort of thing with like some of these newer artists. I was going to say Travis Barker just did a song with Machine Gun Kelly uh, where they could have brought him out at least. Like, I don't know. I definitely see some more of like a Machine Gun Kelly overlap with the crowd. But in the same way that I see it with Fall Out Boy, where it's like, yeah, the, the crowds do kind of overlap like. Machine Gun Kelly is making more emo, quote unquote, hip hop yeah. anyway. He's not he's not full on like emo hip hop artist, but he's doing more something in that brand. And I just think Lil Wayne is more on the hip hop end of things where, you know, it just doesn't overlap it, as it's much. It's mainstream and it doesn't really relate with, you know, a lot of people in the scene. And that that's for, you know, a plethora of other reasons at the same time, but. Yeah. And the, at the same at the same time, Fall Out Boy has also adjusted their sound so much that mm-hmm. after Mania came out, you get more of those mainstream and kind of like EDM hip hop people who usually listen to it. And they're like, yeah, I like Mania. So you have, you know, you're kind of getting both audiences. So Fall Out Boy is able to get away with it because they change their sound to reflect yeah. a little bit more of that genre rather than, you know, just sticking to the normal, you know, pop punk that they yeah. usually done. I mean, they also brought out rise against and they brought out, uh, every time I die on that tour, which is like hitting all different ends of what fallout boy is. Uh, so that's also like a big reason for, for them just like sort of opening it up to like all these different genres on the tour with blink One Eighty Two being like, we're still doing pop punk. Maybe it's a little bit poppier now. And then having a pop punk band open the show is like, you're just fitting in like random hip hop stuff in the middle. I don't know. Maybe they thought like, well, we can do it. Like we, we can just do the fallout boy thing this summer. And it's like, well, it's not seeming to be working out for the artist that I think wanted like, their fans how, there. They're probably like, this is how the youth do it. We're going to do it like that. It's like, no, Oh, the, the youths, <laughs> these the youths? youths are out here doing it. Is this how they, is this how you, they get from the Selby's tours? No, it is not. <laughs> the, no. Mark yeah. Hoppus, with his hair sticking straight out in a unicorn horn from his forehead, said, this is what all of my youth friends are doing. I'll do it, too. Alex Gaskarth, is this a good idea? And Alex Gaskarth said, probably. And then he did it. And then they threw on all time low on the Ohio day because there was scheduling conflicts. This yeah. was like a few hours before this whole Lil Wayne scenario went down. <laughs> So I was thinking, I'm like, oh, maybe like he's not going to do part of the t- like some of the tour then. And then the, it sounded like he was leaving. I'm like, oh, that would explain it. Yeah, that would be part of it. I mean, maybe it was like uh, uh, in the in the throes of all the stuff happening. They're like, we need to just figure something out. And uh, all time. Well, I was like, yeah, we'll we'll do it. Like, we'll step up and, and be there for you. Um, and then now little Wayne is like, no, I'm not quitting. Uh, should follow that up. He said, he's not quitting. There's, there's a tweet that he said like, no, I'm not leaving the tour. I'm having too much fun. 
which I'm like, you, you literally said the opposite of that on the stage to a bunch of people. Um, yeah. But if he says, you know, I'm going to stay on it, then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that he'll still be on it, but maybe they just added all time low in the meantime because they were like, we're not sure. Like, he might not continue on. <laughs> so, like, yeah, let's throw on like, all time low. I've seen a lot of tweets about that and people are like i just bought a ticket because all time low is opening for blink 182 because like i like that would have been a lineup like if that if they if blink wasn't doing ride fest and they had a chicago stop and they said okay no little way we're gonna throw all time low i'd be like yeah we're buying a ticket we're going and then uh simple creatures is opening the show before neck deep (laughs) stop it's too many. There's too many overlaps here. I'm just no, saying. It's, like, it's simple creatures and who hurt you mixed together. Yeah. Actually, it's actually <laughs> so it's just all time low, all time low super group. That's it. That's so it's just everybody it playing their songs at the same time, and somehow it all is an actual like Blink 182 song. Yes, 100. Basically, it's just a, bl- a bunch of Blink 182 songs. Yeah, just it's not that one. I don't like all time low. It's just that I. I'm not super into all time low. I like old all time low. And then here's me sounding pretentious again. <laughs> but again, as usual, it's per usual. Like after nothing personal, I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like, uh, so, I mean, nothing personal is fine. And uh, fucking what's their other one? The one. The one. See, I don't, I don't know all time low that well. Now I'm like, eh, I'm uh, it's the one with like fucking uh, Dear Maria on it. So wrong, it's right or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one's fine. That one's fine. It's fine. I just want to hear. I just want to hear Coffee Shop Soundcheck live once. Literally, what everyone says to me, and I'm like, I don't get it. And then I just move it's on without really. It's a great song. It's an amazing I mean, song. Comment below and say, say you it. love Coffee Shop Soundtrack and we'll fight Brian about it. <laughs> Leave a comment to say <laughs> I like Coffee Shop. Don't, when I, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do it. Do it. Leave um, a comment. Just leave a fucking comment. Leave a comment. Just leave a comment. <laughs> say you do or don't like Coffee Shop Soundtrack and you should because it's great. When I will Tell us your opinion in the comments down below. <laughs> when I saw All Time Low up in um, Milwaukee at the Rave in December with the main... Yeah, um, I ran into these two people in the pit because my friends I had went with, I think they were overheating. So they went to the side and then I lost my other friends that were there that we ran into. So I was like alone in this pit and they were like getting ready to like do the last couple of songs. And I was like, play coffee shop soundtrack, you cowards, because, you know, if you don't have enough time, they'll do it. Um, logically speaking. And these two people are saying next to me, like, I love that song. I want to hear that live, too. And I'm like, oh, my God. So then we all just started yelling the same thing. <laughs> and everyone's looking at us like, the fuck are you doing? And all time low is like, ignore them. We're doing whatever we plan yeah, to do. They're like, we're playing our bangers now. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was a great show. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it was good. I'm sure they're fine. I just, yeah. I, I, when I saw him with Pierce the Veil when they did that tour. And I was like, meh. Me. Pierce the Veil, I like very much. So I've never, I've never gotten to Pierce the Veil. That you see, it's just, it's two different, uh, it's two different, two different brands. That's all it is. So. 
Um, we have another piece of news that I wanted to talk about because I find this very interesting. Uh, also, previous guest, friend of the pod, member of the club, uh, James Shotwell. I uh, was also talking about this on Twitter recently about TikTok, uh, the app that all of the kids are into. All of the all of our fellow kids are very interested in and having their fun child times with. They're enjoying yeah. it with. They're enjoying it. Uh, they're having much funs, much fun times. Uh, I don't know what it. I don't, I would never be on TikTok. Uh, but I understand what TikTok is because I watch a lot of YouTubers give uh, <laughs> like TikTok video commentary. They like watch other people's TikToks and laugh or not laugh. They're 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 sometimes funny. I can understand the humor and the the context around it. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's funny. Um, but TikTok also has a lot of people uh, doing like dance challenges on it. Uh, so a lot of these artists, like we've talked about Little Nas X so many times, but a lot of these artists are breaking on TikTok now because they're posting uh, or even making songs that are kind of made for the app, like 15 second parts where you can just do a quick little like video dance challenge or something like that. It gets posted, it gets shared, it gets uh, people, are, they call them challenges and I'm I hate the phrase challenges because you're not actually challenging yourself to do anything. You're just doing a dance or you're doing something and then posting it and people are Listen. repeating it or people are doing their own thing. Listen, it, it could be a challenge for some people who are rhythmly challenged. <laughs> yes, but the idea that doing a dance is a quote unquote challenge is not like the ice bucket challenge when that was happening. And I was like, this makes sense as a quote unquote challenge because it hurts and you have to do it and you also are challenging other people to do the thing for raising awareness and raising money for an organization this is just hey i can dance i bet you listen and could also dance it's like that's not a challenge that's just doing a thing doing something is not a challenge like i wake up every morning and i'm like i am this is a, a hard thing for me to do i hate doing it i don't want to do it I, i'm i'm ready to stay in bed for hours upon hours but i still do it i put on you know my shoes one after another and i get out of bed I immediately put my shoes on when i get out of bed that's how i do it you don't put your pants on or do you go to bed with your pants on no i do not i i i just i walk around my house with shoes only <laughs> And like pajama, pajama pants, not not thank, like regular thank you, go out thank pants. Thank you for, for clarifying that you wear Just PJs. I appreciate giving everybody that. a visual. I wear pajamas. Uh, so now everybody's like fully aware. It's like just a guy in pajamas and shoes walking around his house watching TikTok videos. Um, so back to TikTok mm -hmm. and not my morning habits. Uh <laughs> Yeah. So so people are making songs specifically for TikTok and these songs are like actually getting super popular because millions of people are seeing them and listening to them on TikTok and then assuming they go and they listen to the song elsewhere as well. Uh, Little Nas X obviously broke into uh, Billboard Top 100 and I mean, he's as far as I know, he's still in the top 10. I'll have to I'll Google this while I'm talking about it. But uh, basically his song got so popular because it started on uh, on TikTok, and now other artists are trying to also capitalize on that. the The interesting thing being that it's so popular, uh, like Little Little Nas X is so popular because of this 
that nobody can break into the top 10. Like nobody can get above his, uh, his song because of TikTok, And that's, that seems very strange to me. I think it's said in like the next few weeks, if it stays at the place that it is now, it's going to break like a bunch of records for like longest running single across the board. It sounds like he is for sure. The longest running, uh, this is from June 24th. Let me see. Uh, he's the longest running hip hop song as number one ever. Um, this week on the chart dated July 13th. So this starts the, the yeah, this chart will start tomorrow. Uh, celebrates its 14, 14th week atop the Billboard Hot 100. Um, 13 of those, including the remix uh, with Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, and I guess now Billie Eilish is also trying to go for it with her uh, collaboration with Justin Bieber, which I'm like, yeah, yeah we we needed this. I do uh, as a as a general interjection here. I do appreciate the remix of Billie Eilish's Bad Guy with Justin Bieber for the sheer fact that the album art for it is just a picture of Billie Eilish when she was even younger than she already is. Just as a picture of her in her bedroom with all these Justin, Justin Bieber posters Bieber. behind her. Like clearly like I mean, Billie Eilish being as popular as she is right now is obviously living out her dream of like, I want to be in a song with Justin Bieber. I also saw she posted on Instagram today a picture of her with Avril Lavigne and both of those things. She was like, dreams do come true. And like that, like these people inspired her and like look at how much success she's having. And she's just doing it to like basically have a good time. And I can fully appreciate that about somebody. Uh, who's like, yeah, I'm super popular and I'm still young and I just want to live out my dreams. Lil Nas X kind of doing the same thing. Um, he did make so, yeah. with Gordon Ramsay, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so so Old Town Road is uh, is going for this, uh, this record that was set by... Oh, my God. Okay, so... Only two songs have outlasted 14 weeks atop the Hot 100, and both reigned for exactly 16 weeks. Uh, one was Mariah Carey and Boys to Men's One Sweet Day, which is not a song I know. Uh, but I the other one, the other one, I'm raising a finger to the ceiling to get everyone's attention because everybody knows what song it is. Uh, Despacito. <laughs> I mean, that's God a bop. damn Despacito. I'm not complaining about Despacito not being a bop, but damn. Like, so now... Little Nas X is about to dethrone Justin Bieber on another song with Despacito. And so Billy, I was just like, I'm taking the number one spot with Justin Bieber. So God damn it, Justin Bieber. Uh, so I, I think this to get back to TikTok as part of the thing uh, to say that, like, this song started on this sort of like viral meme culture it's just interesting. Like nobody else can really break into it because it's just such a, a meme. It is. Yeah. And people still want to hear the meme and see all the remixes too. I mean, Mason Ramsey, the yodeling kid just released his version of old town. Oh my God. Oh my God. Another kid who started as a meme and then got to play at Coachella. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about, artists making songs specifically around like having 15 seconds and putting them on an app to get their their fame (laughs) 
they're literal 15 minutes of fame basically like 15 seconds of fame fame. that's the internet now is 15 seconds i mean it's a creative way for them to try to get out there we're such an influencer culture now that i feel that it's somewhat of a very weird norm that we're gonna have to get used to um especially because it's a free platform and -hmm. if it's only 15 seconds and somebody's able to do it i'm like garage band at home or get like a little synthesizer pad and just do it or like you can make one on your phone even and do it there you know it's easy accessibility to people to like kind of explore and do it but i feel at that point though we're gonna some people may lose like the sincerity when it comes to certain music because if you're and plus the thing is too is when you're making only music for just that for the reason of just memes Sure, it could probably get you somewhere, but unless you're like a serious enough artist, if you do break like little Nas X, for example, like what are you going to do? You can't just keep making the same, <laughs> you know, the same 15 second songs. You're going to have to make like at the very least, like a minute, 30 seconds, you know, and have something that <laughs> that is sellable to the masses because we're such a demanding music culture that also really values critiques. So if you put out something and you're like, oh, this is a funny meme. And then whatever you put out next after it gets big sucks ass like you're done. <laughs> and then you just kind of throw away your 15 minutes fame. I mean, do you think these artists are looking for more than 15 seconds? Are they looking for like a viable artist career? Like, I mean, Little Nas X is still young, too. Like, does he want to have this this longstanding music career or is he just sort of enjoying what's coming out of this, like, you know, every artist says like, this could all fall apart tomorrow. Like I might, you know, wake up and not be not able to do anything tomorrow. So like maybe like an artist like him or, 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 you know, maybe not Billie Eilish. I think Billie Eilish, she's released a couple albums. So it's not like she's like, I only want this for the fun and for the joy of the moment. But if you're releasing a song just to sort of get this challenge out of it, and then all of a sudden, like, you're not famous the next day. Does it matter? I mean, I feel like there's going to be people who do want to take it seriously. And you could probably look and see if they have like a SoundCloud or something that has more Mm. of their music that you can listen to. That's longer than 15 seconds. (laughs) And if they don't, they don't. I mean, there are some people on there. Obviously we've seen it happen so many times where people are like, I'm just going to make short videos. Like we saw the vine comps and you know, people came Mm. out of there did those small things and did pretty well, you know, at least on a social media level of popularity. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people who do want to have that fame and it's more easily accessible through social media and through other like creator content platforms like YouTube. Like anyone could really go on YouTube and try to be, and you know, the next big YouTube someone. I'm trying Um, right now. Please subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, anyone could do it and it doesn't give you really any stake. Like the most you're going to do is like maybe you're going to splurge and buy like a nice camera or a mic and then you pay for like editing software or you hack the editing software. Don't pay for it. Um, (laughs) So there's not too much at stake for some people. And I feel like that's what it is. So I think it's also people just like wanting to try it before they buy it. (laughs) Like fame, you know. (laughs) Well, yeah, because not a lot of people like it. It's like when you go to college and they're like, pick your major. And then it's like, hey, do some gen eds first, figure <laughs> out what the hell you want to do. 
And then no one does that. And then they graduate with a fucking finance degree and they hate themselves for the rest of their lives. <laughs> don't do that. Do not do that. If you can go to community college, don't waste <laughs> thousands of dollars taking basic bullshit gen eds at a four year college. Please do not do that. If you can go to community college, it's way cheaper. And you can so play you're around saying, with You're saying that artists are maybe like I'm okay with just having a little bit of fame before I start my serious music career just to figure out if I actually want to do this because I yeah, guess that's like not a, like a that's not a bad it's take not bad. <laughs> it's like a trial run it's kind of like what they wanted you to do in like the health class in high school they're like so mm-hmm. before you decide to have sex and die and have a baby here's a fake one except that <laughs> in that order people yeah it didn't really help with a lot of people but it's like I feel like this is more fine-tuned because it's like you're choosing to do it on your own behalf for the most part. Yeah. And you can back out when you can, and it's not going to affect you negatively. Like if you're, if you don't like, you know, your, you know, 15 minutes of fame, you're not going to get an F for walking away. Like you would like leaving (laughs) an annoying crying baby robot in the corner and be like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to deal with you. I don't know. I didn't have to ever do that in high school. Thank God. Cause I just would have failed. I would just been like, I am not dealing with this. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have to do it either. But I, I, I kind of get it. And I like that idea that like, you know, we, we seem to have these different like ideas of what music is and how music is created and found and discovered and a career is built out of it. And I do agree that like, you know, if, if I started a new job and I was like, I'm going to I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to see if I like it. And I am feeling like after a couple of weeks, like, you know what? I thought I would enjoy this, but this job isn't for me. You have that that freedom. Most people have that freedom. Um, Certain people have that freedom. But when you move into a career like music, like you sign a contract and you're like, I got to do this for this length of time. And you're not really able to get out of that for any reason. I mean, that depends on the contract, depends on how you get signed, depends on if you're getting signed, depends on if you're doing it as more independent. But if you're moving into a career of music and you're you're signing with a label that pays you money to do the thing then you're you're stuck like you're in it for a certain amount of time. Uh, I have friends that have signed contracts with record labels and they're like, yeah, they I, I quit the band. I'm no longer in the band, but I'm still stuck. If I if I wanted to release my own music separately, the label has options to say we're going to own that music now. And they might not say that they're going to release it. They might just say, yeah, we're just going to hold on to it, but never like put it out. And you're not allowed to put it out separately. So, I mean, it's. It's not as easy as I think a lot of other jobs would be to just say, I'm not going to do this anymore. They're like, yeah, you are. Little Wayne, you're staying on this damn tour. (laughs) You're on this tour. Did you ever take media law? Nope. Well, guess what? Here we are. Artists, Uh, you need to take media law at community college. (laughs) Yes. Well, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe take that at like a 400 level. Like let's, let's be honest. I took it at right, 400 fine. level, but yeah. You know what guys? Artists, wait till you go somewhere else. Let's wait until you transfer to a four year. Before you get on TikTok, you better finish your media law class. Yeah. There's a lot. There is a lot of stuff on media law. Like if you are working at your nine to five job and say you like write the greatest fucking song you ever wrote. And then you made it on GarageBand on your company laptop. If it gets big and it generates enough sales, yeah. your company can legally claim the rights over it. So That's don't a, use your company laptop for shit. That was a Unless plot point on Silicon Valley on HBO. 
Uh, it's a plot oh. point of like he built like an app on supposedly he built an app on a company computer. Uh, and like there's a whole plot point about it, like that the company could own the app and it could be worth yeah. like billions of dollars. So like, yeah, guys, what are you doing out there? Get your yeah, own Mac. Careful. Don't do that. If you write the greatest novel ever written, do it on your own personal computer. Ooh, you got me like wondering now. Like now I'm like, let's say this happened. I'm just going to throw a hypothetical you, out there too. The greatest personal album on your no. company laptop <laughs> no i no i have better computers than my company gives me um okay. two of them in fact uh but Ooh. no i'm kind of wondering this too i'm like so let's say that you go and buy an iphone right and you're mm-hmm. like producing on your iphone on GarageBand on your iphone uh but you're leasing it from your cell phone provider so i go into at&t and i get one of the leasing options from them and then I create a song on there on GarageBand on the app. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, that's not your device you're leasing that device from AT&T. We can technically say that like, it's our device. Like if like, I would have to return that device at the end of the contract. Right. So like, could AT&T say you wrote that song that's making billions of dollars on our device. I'm like, Oh shit. I'm just thinking hypothetically here. I'm like, Holy shit, guys finish your law degree before you become a musician. A magician. <laughs> also a magician. Don't become a magician, guys. Guys, stop trying to be Chris a magician. A- you're, you're not Chris Angel. Listen. You're not Mind Freak. Only. <laughs> mind Freak. Oh my God. Please tune into our other podcast where we review episodes of Chris Angel's Mind Freak. <laughs> <laughs> We'll throw some Annie Milanakis in there, too, just for the hell oh of it. Oh, my God. We are going to have the lowest rated podcast on iTunes. <laughs> like uh, one star explained magic in an audio format. <laughs> Stop. So thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. I feel as though I've said thank you, welcome seven times in this course of a 45 minute episode. We are very thankful because still every time somebody comes up to us and says, we listen to your podcast, I am still very shook. Yeah, but don't be weird about it, guys. Just don't be weird. Don't be weird about it. Yeah. Um, We love you. More people than my dad listen. (laughs) Yeah. Stop, dad. Um, we appreciate you. Thank you for checking us out and, uh, we'll be back hopefully next Monday with a follow-up to all of these newses, unless I've needed the day for moving or something. Um, we appreciate you. And, uh, from all of us here at the Emo Social Club podcast, I'm Brian. I'm Lizzie. (laughs) And goodbye. (laughs) Ha ha. Ha ha.